Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Can I read you an excerpt from Andrew Lloyd Webber's IMDb? internet bio uh-huh first sentence says andrew lloyd weber is arguably the most successful composer of our time i mean will somebody get us another drink i'm so excited <laughs> the, the gloves are off it's it's <sighs> we should talk about what show we're doing before we talk about andrew lloyd weber <laughs> yeah but as you may have guessed <laughs> talking about cats we are talking about them cats, them kitty cats. Jellicles can, Jellicles do. Jellicles do, Jellicles can. Jellicles can, and Jellicles do. Jellicles do, and Jellicles can. Jellicles can, and Jellicles do. I don't know if you've heard about this musical, Jimmy. Cats. Never heard of it. Never. Wild, wildly popular. Yeah. Um, used to, it no longer has the record for the longest running Broadway show. I know, it's fourth now, as yeah. far as I, I So I what's it, right it's, now. if you include revivals, it's Chicago... It's Chicago, Phantom, Phantom and number three? Lion King. Lion King, of course it's Lion King. And then Cats. And then Cats, and cats. then a chorus line. That's yeah. when the good shows start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah. Cats, if you've avoided it, one, you're very lucky. Two, yeah. it's based yeah, well on Old Possum's book of Practical Cats, a That's series exactly of by poems by T.S. Eliot. Mr. T.S. Eliot. With uh, music and lyrics by the right honorable Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, I mean, you say music and lyrics, it's very much the music. Very much the music, yeah. The, <laughs> it, was, it was part of the, isn't it part of the, the T.S. Eliot, st- um, oh, what's the word? The people who control your estate. Uh-huh. The TSLA, yep, yep. the state's agreement that there could be no new lyrics. Yeah, pretty much. So the only, I mean, the only one that's slightly different is obviously memory. But even then, that's still pinched from two other poems. <laughs> right. And I, I, I want you, dear listener, to think about Cats, even if you love Cats, and think about the name of another song in Cats. Or like, go stop someone on the street who isn't Jimmy and say, hey, have you heard of the musical Cats? They're going to say yes, because who hasn't? And say, name a song from the show. And they're going to say memory. And then you say, say name another song. And then they're going to stare at you like the crazy person you are. Because it's the only song that made it out of this musical. Right. But then, do you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Go up to... We're starting already. (laughs) (laughs) Go up to someone and be like, name a song from... 
Phantom. Phantom of the Opera. And they're going to say Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And then name another song. They're not going to be like, oh, and Masquerade, of course. Do you know I what mean, I mean? I mean, you're that's not, number one. It's you're. It's still <laughs> we're we're all in the same bucket of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals that I don't like. So yeah, yeah, I know. So for you, that's a non-argument. <laughs> but for me, that's huge because I, I I still don't like Phantom, but I do like Cats, Tommy. Yeah, I, this is why we picked this show. This is it, dear listener. Yeah. The gloves, like I say, the gloves are off. Is that, does he use that lyric in School of Rock? Is the he gloves are off? off? I don't um, know. And the gloves are off, you hit below the bell. Maybe. I've tried to block most of that musical out of my mind, too. Fair enough. Well, listeners, let us know, because I'm not going to listen to it. So. Like, like most tried and true musical theater fans, I have opinions about all sorts of musicals that I've never listened to. Yep. But, you know, in your own words, tell me, you don't hate any. I don't hate any. Really? Except cats. Except cats. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yes. I, so I only had a casual knowledge of Cats before preparing for this podcast. I've listened to the soundtrack too many times this past week and watched the... It's is it just was it for television or for the cinema? It, no, it was it was released. I don't I don't think it was in the cinema. They do call it a film, but I don't think it was in the cinema. I had it on video cassette. Yeah, like it's a straight to tape recording of an amalgamation of a bunch of different casts. Is my yes. understanding? Yeah, pretty much from the late eighties or early nineties, maybe. It's, it's the nineteen ninety eight. It was filmed, and the casts kind of popped up and around. Yeah. In that time, basically. Um, and so I watched that yesterday, and it was a painful experience. So, okay. Really? It, yes. Oh, it I was like, was. I, bet, I was like, and, he's going to watch it, and it's going to change everything. And this is like... <laughs> a non-starter. I, I know I'm going into this with a, with a whole bunch of cynicism. I uh-huh. had full intent to try and find the thing I liked about this musical to latch onto. Yep. And I just couldn't. I just wow. couldn't. Yeah. It's so really across the board. No fun, no good. Out and out hate is what you have. Uh, yes, yes. Wow. But so the first of all, it took me like seven listens to actually understand that there is a little bit of a plot to this thing. Yes, of course there is. Of course. But How did it take you that long? <laughs> yeah, and and I, you know, I don't. Like, I do this. I listen to musicals and understand them. Like, uh-huh. I, this is the thing that my brain is, like, tuned to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this musical makes me feel stupid because it's so obtuse. Like, I was ready to go into this and be like, okay, so let me, I'm going to throw this out at you. Uh-huh. If if I were to summarize Cats like this, I would say Cats is a music, picture it, Jimmy. Yep. Post-apocalyptic society. Humanity is dead. Nuclear fallout, mutations rampant and the whole world has been taken over by a race of anthropomorphic cats who have mystical superpowers and live in a junkland waste world where they dance and fight with each other now i know that this is not the plot of the musical cats uh-huh but th- you could watch the musical cats and be like oh yeah that's absolutely it. Uh-huh. There's nothing in it to refute that kind of plot, which. <sighs> yeah, I really don't yeah, like so. it. 
I really, really I don't like okay. it. Okay. Well, I've written a beautiful, succinct <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. saying of what it is mm-hmm. out there. So I said, Cats is a musical telling the story of the lives of the Jellicle Cats mm-hmm. in the lead up to the Jellicle Ball, where one of them will be chosen to go to the utopian heavyside layer. And that's that's it. That's literally it. But even, like, <laughs> if you just pulled those plot points out of the musical, there would uh-huh. still be, like, 80% of musical left that has nothing to do uh, with No, that. but that's, it's, it's the kind of thing, do you know what, it's, it's interesting that we've just done Assassins, because it's really similar. Uh-huh, go on. Because it's pure, it's purely episodic. You get this bit at the start where they're like, hey, we're the Jellicle Cats, this is what we do. Someone's going to make the jellical choice. Um, and then these cats are like, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick uh-huh. me. Then, oh my God, our leader's been kidnapped. Um, oh, he's back. Great. Pick me, pick me. I'm not going to pick you. I'm going to pick her. The end. And that's it. <sighs> that is the plot. <laughs> and as I said, it took me seven listens to actually understand. Well, maybe that's a mark of your intelligence, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a mark of... <laughs> Did you not find, though, when you watched mm-hmm. the film, yeah. that it was easier for you to understand? I mean, I, it, Was it not clearer then? So I had seen, I saw a high school production of Cats when I was in high school. Oh, see, there was your, I think that's your mistake. <laughs> watching a production of Cats, you're probably a right. A high school production of Cats. <laughs> a high school production. No, but like, I had memory, like, Magical Mr. Mistopheles shows up and they steal the shaggy carpet cat, whose name I can never, they all have stupid names. Oh, Deuteronomy, yeah. Deuteronomy. Yep. And can, like, I just, can I just make this point right now? Absolutely. I, I could tell you each of the cats' names if you showed me a picture. And I don't mean the main cats. I mean the entire company. I don't know if you should tell people that. I think that's I a- am proud. I am <laughs> proud of that. And do you know what? There's not even a sporkle quiz for me to show off my knowledge. Oh, uh, dear Jim Atomic listeners, if you have some time, make a sporkle quiz. Make a sporkle quiz just for me. Name the cat. Name the cat. There's some out there that are all right. They give you a brief description, but I can do it by picture. <laughs> but anyway. Like, I, I had a sense that there was some plot. I had a, mm-hmm. like... There, there is some implied drama, but it's not... The whole thing's based on poems, and the poems weren't even originally published in the same work. They were written by T.S. Eliot for his grandkids and sent yeah. to them in letters. So, like, they're dis... Like, I think episodic is a kind word for disjointed sometimes. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> they're disjointed little episodes for sure like each self-contained describing individual cats yeah there's put it publishing them all together is about as cohesive as that should have gotten uh-huh. like here these are all by the same author vaguely about the same thing here they are in one book the end yeah but instead andrew lloyd Webber and his publicity machine turn it into one of the longest running musicals of all time. That was so I didn't I, I couldn't I need to tell you, Jimmy, I could not bring myself to watch this musical alone. Um Wow, okay. Like I I just wouldn't finish it, so I forced some of my friends to watch it with me. Yeah. Um who are Fairweather Musical Theater fans, and I apologize profusely to them. For for putting them through this. Yeah. Like, it's okay, it's this guy in Britain that's forcing <laughs> me to do it. But they said halfway through, people like this thing? Really? Oh, I just, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. (laughs) It's just, 
like I understand that people like it. I understand that it has some child appeal. I understand that there's a spectacle to it. And I think the spectacle one is what it rode for its initial success and is the thing that has aged the most poorly from it because it relies on things that were new at the time like environmental theater and yeah. you know extravagant costumes and concept pieces which are now the meat and potatoes of musical theater. Uh, uh-huh. And like I, I I get that, but there's something so it feels condescending to watch this musical. That's so interesting. It's so because I just feel like almost the complete opposite. Yeah. Like so, right. My story. My story. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> my my cat's story. Yeah. Um. So I my first ever thing of seeing it was on the Hey Mister Producer concert okay. video. That was the first, and it came on quite near the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did, I think they just did the Jellicoe Ball and Memory. And I was like, that was fun. That was cool. Then did it again. And then it was actually the first thing that I saw in a theatre, the first musical that I saw mm-hmm. in a theatre. And I was just so blown away. Like, I remember, cause, like you say, because of the spectacle, and it was mm-hmm. unlike anything else I'd seen before. It, I remember like the specific moment where I was like hooked, and it was when in the in the addressing of cat and not the addressing of cats, the naming of cats, when they come out into the audience mm-hmm. and they're like whispering and they're literally like in your ear, and that was the first time I'd obviously ever experienced breaking the fourth wall and all this. And my like I I feel that that was like the birth of me as a director <laughs> 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 because I, I in most of my shows now I pretty much I will at some point try and break the fourth wall because that's the kind of theatre I enjoy. And I remember just that electric feeling getting that from this person who's completely in character, mm-hmm. whispering in your ear, um, and then going back up and then dancing away. And it was just, it was such a spectacle. And it, it, for being a young a youngster, there wasn't much that I needed to understand. I, I don't think I understood the plot then, right. but I was just like, that was cool. That was really, really cool and exciting. And I left and then was like obsessed with it. So... I got given the Andrew Lloyd Webber box set of VHSs, which contained the 1988 film of Cats. It contained, uh, I don't know when it was filmed, but the Jesus Christ Superstar stage version Mm -hmm. and Joseph as well. So I I think I've watched Joseph once. Uh Is it the Donny Osmond one? It's the Donny Osmond one, yeah. This, you know. That's fine. Right, exactly. It's Joseph. It's Joseph. And then Juice Christ, I watched a lot more, mm-hmm. but I purely because I had a really big crush on Tony Vincent, who played Simon. Understandable. Completely understandable. <laughs> and Cats, I like destroyed because I, I watched it so much. Now, I, like basically from that, I, I just became so obsessed with the choreography mm-hmm. and the dancing, as well as the characters. I, that's These were the things that always kind of kept me coming back. Now, when we decided to do this. I hadn't watched the film for a long, long time. We're talking maybe like t- ten years. Okay. How did it? How did it hold up? So I was worried because I was like, "Oh God, what if he's right? What if I watch this <laughs> and I hate it?" Um, and I watched it, and I, just all those memories came flooding back, and I remembered all of the every single word. I remembered. I remembered all my favorite moments. They were still there, and they were still amazing. I still remember a lot of the choreography. Like it's just it's it's a pure utter part of me and i i i tried to look at it objectively mm-hmm. being like okay so it's the you know 
it's the 21st century now. Right, right. Without, just changed. without your nostalgia goggles on. Exactly. And I was like, no, do you know what? This choreography is still shit hot. Like, it's still really good. The characterization is coherent. Yeah. And it's a really sweet little story. So, no, I'm still there. I'm still there. You didn't <laughs> so, get me. Okay. This is, and this is your bailiwick, and this is a question I had. Um, this is, this cat's is absolutely. Wait, did you say my bailiwick? Yeah, bailiwick. And d- t- definition, please. <laughs> oh, you don't use that word in Scottish? In Scotland? We do not. In, um, <laughs> in our Scottish language, yeah. Uh, I want to just Google it so I get it right. But it's like mm-hmm. you're, it's a, it's, it, I bet you it's a very American word. It's like you're, it's the, the stuff that you do. It's the, the area, your area of expertise, your knowledge. I think right. it's a, like, it feels like it's some old taming the Wild West. Like your bailiwick is between your fences or something. Right, and okay. It's what you're in charge of. That's probably a 100% wrong, but you know. <laughs> oh no, it's the area of jurisdiction of a bailiff. Oh, interesting. This is a this is a, <laughs> a very British word. I, don't I prefer I prefer your definition to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your bailiwick, like choreography, okay. dancing yeah. stuff, and this is you know unquestionably a dance show. Um, yeah, there's. And I've made this comment before. I think dance and musical theater is great, but to a purpose. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be... Dan- and I, I love... I do lighting for pure dance concerts all the yeah. time. Like I, I have no distaste for dance. I love watching dance. But I think it, there is a different assumption based upon what you're labeling your piece of art. Like, this is Cats the Musical. This is not Cats the Dance Extravaganza. Right. Uh, and a lot of... <laughs> Like the Jellicle Ball, the ten minute long dance. Uh-huh. About I was I was trying so hard to focus on it and pay attention to it. And it was just dancing. And I don't mean to imply that like all art needs to have plot. Like we you can do art that just evokes feeling, and I think a lot of dance just evokes feeling, but this kind of like weird hybrid where some of this dance in this show is very specifically communicating plot elements or story elements or character elements and then some of this dance is just acrobatics is just like impressive spectacle Mm -hmm. gets you know at that point to me one cartwheel is the same as 15 Right, okay. I know I know you can do it. I got it. Let's move on. It feels like you're you are you are wasting my time as a, you know, you're you are trying my patience as an audience member. Yeah. And it doesn't like the whole Jellicle Ball doesn't seem to build in any kind of way or have like a flow of with peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a water cannon just like constantly coming at you. And I, and I get that some of that contributes to the spectacle. Like, they maintained this fantastic acrobatic feat for ten minutes. Ooh, wow. But then I just go to the circus. Like, you know, there's something... I, I feel... And it's weird to say about cats, but it feels like appropriation of an art form, which I realize is antithetical because it kind of defined the art form for several decades. Mm-hmm. But... It's just, maybe it all just comes down to personal taste, but it's not. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if at that point in the show you had already just kind of switched yourself off to it, because I can fully see a plot in the Jellicle Ball. Yeah. And like, it's it's like it's a, like a balletic plot, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not a specific, a, you're not watching the story of one person, it's right. like a very collective storyline. You're um, feeling feelings and... But yeah, but also it's, you know, 
at the start, obviously, the Jellicle Ball begins with this beautiful solo from Victoria, who's the white cat. Mm -hmm. Um, And she kind of introduces the whole thing to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then everyone's like, oh, great, it's Jellicle Ball time. Let's get down to it. And then you have the guys moment where they come out and they're all impressive and then and then you have the girls moment where they come out and they're all sexy as girls and then they do some stuff together and then you have the pas de deux between Alonso and Victoria mm-hmm. which is kind of like cats coming together uh-huh. you know what I mean whether it's a sexual thing or not who knows it's very sexual um, but we'll get into that later <laughs> um, and then so you've got this beautiful pas de deux and then that's when it all kicks off and then they do their fun kind of crunchy granola sweet style stuff. Yeah. And then it's just mad celebration till the end. And then that little mad celebration bit is only about three minutes long. That's it's just maybe. And that's the Jellicle ball. Cause it's a ball. They're dancing. They're yeah. celebrating together. Yeah. There's still, you know, if I hadn't listened to it before and didn't have a summary right in front of me, like th- these are, it's live theater. It's meant to be experienced once. Uh-huh. And I think you're and I, I But no, I, I would disagree with, I would disagree with that because you can't say that there are many shows that right. are really complex and you can't That's why I'm I'm going back in my mind saying that. But I, I think there needs to be some there needs to be but, a middle ground. There's you can't make a show so obtuse that you can get very like there you need to be able to understand a certain percentage of a show on first viewing. I think for it to be, but I think I think I, <laughs> for it to get the Tommy stamp of approval, I guess. But again, I know I think I think you can. I think you can freely from cats because yeah, it's you know if you take Jellicle Ball aside, mm-hmm. you understand that you're seeing the stories of all of these different cats. Yeah, one of them who has her little kind of redemption story yeah. gets picked at the end and kind of wins. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel that it is actually the most simplest musical to get. I wonder if people kind of try and look too deep, try and find, you know, want to find something that, that actually that actually just isn't there, that it is completely on the surface. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that would still, to me, that still makes it problematic. I want my art to be, you know, important is a loaded word, um, mm. but, but to have import, to like, you, you, you know, what, what, what do you want the audience to feel or learn or like, how do you want them to be different leaving mm-hmm. the theater than when they entered other than wow or hey, theater's cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'll, I'll do Right. So what I'll do is I will agree with you that I think important theater is my favorite thing. And I will completely agree that Cats is by no means important theater. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Cats has changed nobody's lives apart from Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> by <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. And Elaine Page, I guess. But yeah. you, know, you don't leave the theater from Cats being... Uh, changed in any way yeah. but i think you do leave feeling roused or you should um yeah. <laughs> feeling feeling roused and just happy which i think also has its place in the theater I, it just kind of harks back yeah. to the 20s and the 30s when it all began yeah do you know what i mean if cats was on then yeah my good lord like they wouldn't know what's hit them because it's so, so much yeah and i think that's what it is, and I feel that that kind of show still completely has its place in musical theatre. It's mm-hmm. just a different category. I, I just think it's lazy to only have one. I think there are contemporary shows that are equally as rousing and spectacular as Cats that also have a, you know, what did we learn today, kids? I don't think... I'm trying, 
I'm trying to think of something that kind of falls into a cat's bracket. Yeah. Um, it, it this this was another thing I said. I am when I was watching this with my friends. All uh-huh. all popular musicals spur copycats. All of them. Yeah. Um. And like then the the genre is reborn on stage. Like uh-huh. you know you you get the birth of the Euro musical or the birth of the review or things like that. There aren't really cats copycats. No, there's not. But then it's I get. I mean, I've never seen like Jerome Robbins's Broadway, right? Um, or like the Will Rogers Follies, for example. Like yeah. these ones that are did hugely well, yeah. but were unconventional. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's not like they're you know high concept animal musicals is not a genre. It's just cats. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be about animals. Do you know what I mean? You can still have a a full on like dance spectacle because even something like Fosse. Obviously, yeah. that's that's a review. So but that's it is... still a review based on like real things, or you know, yeah. even poetry-based musicals. Like even just the individual parts of this, it's hard mm-hmm. to find the echoes of them in the future of musical theater. Which is why it's so it's such an oddity as being such a popular show mm-hmm. to me. Like, well, let's let's talk about that. Let's think why why is it as popular well, as I mean, it is? There's a great. I'll put it in the show notes. Everyone should read it. There's a great article from the independent in 1996 um written on the eve of cats becoming the longest running musical yeah it's called how cats conquered the world um and it talks a lot about the marketing for cats um and how and it's kind of you know it's just an overview article it doesn't certainly doesn't go in depth but one of the things that cats did that was very unique was it it I think I think this is where I find the success in Cats, and this is the thing I latch onto is the way mm-hmm. it crafted what a musical is. It made the musical an international. Uh, each it, it said that a musical could be an international brand. Mm-hmm. Like you could have Cats, the West End production, and bring it over to the U.S. and have it be exactly, exactly the, same, the same with yeah. the same set and the same everything, and be like, "Look, we brought this production over." Before that, you'd bring something across the ocean, and they would Americanize it, or the yeah. other way, they'd you know Britishize it. And it, it like they talk a lot about turning Andrew Lloyd Webber from a composer into a brand, which. I find disgusting, but also think was very successful. Yeah. You know, th- that is, it is absolutely true. Andrew Lloyd Webber is a brand now. Mm-hmm. There are Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, quote unquote. He has a face, you know, even yeah. with his current rebirth of reality shows. And I it's think... Re- it, yeah, it's just, re- I think that really interesting because obviously he, do- he does have a company. He does yeah. have the really useful group, but his name surmounts his company. Yep. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, doesn't make any logical business sense. It's amazing. It's very intentional how they marketed this and like there were there were no previews of cats outside of the the west end and broadway productions like it was a secret before you went to see it um Mm -hmm. and that's the one you know that's a thing that live theater can always capitalize on is you can't see it before you see it you can't experience it until you experience it you know, the poster doesn't advertise any star names in it. It doesn't even tell you, like, you know it's about cats, maybe. That's it. Like, yeah. the, the mystery of the marketing for this absolutely worked to its success. And then this is where I think it, it all becomes one big difficult to untangle ball. Because, you, you, you know, picture 
Joe theater goer going on his first night to see cats. Oh, you know, oh, co-workers, I'm going to see cats. Oh, you'll have to tell us how it is, you know, next day at work. How was cats? Oh, it was great. What was it about? I can't really tell you. Like, it's difficult to describe. They were wearing uh-huh. body suits and leg warmers and dancing everywhere and the lights. And everyone's like, I don't understand. I'm going to have to go see this for myself to understand yeah. it. And suddenly you've sold another ticket. Like, uh-huh. it's not capitalizing on... the no one is going to see cats for the the moving plot. They're going to see it for the spectacle, uh-huh. which is why it's successful. Yeah, and it's. I guess I would argue that that's okay. But I yeah. guess you would argue that that's I would, frustrating. I would argue that I don't. You know, get that out of my musical theater. Uh-huh. Is, is what I would I think. Want. I would say it's okay because it's it's a spectacle of such high quality. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The the dancing is incredible and i don't even think you could argue you know that's not one you can debate even as a you know i don't understand dance at all it's amazing right and obviously the athleticism of the cast yeah again is sensational yeah um at its time the set lighting Mm -hmm. you know was very was was new was new and also very good. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that I would say lasted till about the millennium. Yeah. And I don't doubt the reason that it closed is because it was about to get old very quickly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In two thousand, like it's two thousand one. I think it closed. Some, uh, yeah. But like the the set for Cats is what all Broadway sets look like now. Big, extravagant, right. never ending. Exactly. Exactly. It somehow worked for Phantom, but. Yeah. It wasn't going to work for cats. Um, So basically, I think I can just get on board with that because there's kind of, there's no let up in the entertainment value. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And the thing is, is like, so we're talking about Joe theater, Mm -hmm. but the thing is, is about like Joe, I don't know, Uh (laughs) non-theater. I think of like the opposite of theater, (laughs) but not. Uh-huh. It, you know what I mean? Can go to Cats and enjoy it for what it is. Now, I'm going to sound like the biggest mother-effing hypocrite uh-huh. ever here. Uh-huh. Because I go on about all the time about how theatre's dumbed down and all this nonsense, <laughs> right? And yes, I will agree that uh-huh. it, you know, it hasn't been, and people are getting very lazy. I would never say that Cats was lazy. I mean, e- even in this independent article, they have, I, I wonder... They they malaligned their quotes, so it's hard to know who said what. Oh, okay. Um, but they call they say uh, maybe it's Trevor Nunn who's saying it that they were working on a populist musical, and he's certainly using it in more of a political sense. But right. the meaning's not lost. Like a, a musical for the people, which yeah. is a fancy way of saying a musical for the lowest common denominator. Like yeah. It, it is a simple musical. And it they really, went, really is. They it went really, into really it is. making a simple musical, though. Uh-huh. Like, that to me, that is condescending. It is condescending, but from our perspective. Do you know what I mean? I don't think to Joe and non-musical theatre, right. um, or anyone listening to <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> um, but I think to them, it, it probably wouldn't be, because they're, they're not looking necessarily for that. All these people that hate musical theatre... The idiots, uh, do you know what I mean? They will. Pro- a lot of them probably wouldn't mind cat. Well, that's a lie. I don't think they'd go to see cats. There's, I mean, you, you, do you? So there's a the old cartoon show, at least in the U.S., called Hey Arnold. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a big football head on Nickelodeon. 
Um, of course. One of the characters, Helga, who's a very angry lady character, goes, she's like trying to bond with her dad in one episode. Right. And they go to see the musical Rats. <laughs> it's great. There's a, there's a video of a bunch of people in like giant mice suit and they go, we're rats, we're rats, we're, rats. we're furry and forlorn, we live in sewers, love in sewers, and our hearts are torn, we laugh, we cry, we, we sing in harmony, I love her, but I love him, and darn it, he loves me, oh, rats, 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 and like halfway through the thing, they both just burst out laughing and they leave during intermission because they're like, that was so stupid. <laughs> and like, that's how, you know, if I brought my dad to see cats, that mm-hmm. would be his reaction. Yeah. You know, who is this musical for? If the diehard musical theater people think it's trite, and if Joe Sports Player is like not going to get on board with spandex cats on stage who kept this show running for 18 years yeah. people who wanted to laugh at it like this is the thing i'm having trouble wrapping my mind around yeah just to get survived through hate watching yeah <laughs> like maybe you know i understand popularity for one two three maybe even five years based on the spectacle and the mystery of it all uh-huh. but in year 16 17 and 18 no one is going into this show not knowing what it is or having not heard memory yeah is it the people who very rightly have their nostalgia glasses on who like remembered enjoying it as a kid is it just like thriving on the the tourist machine of of broadway like what Uh is the thing that made this or is it the andrew lloyd Webber marketing machine which it very well could be it could be um i don't know it's just and every time you you kind of talk i still I still go back to it being a dance show and mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that that I love so much about it is going and enjoying the dance because I love watching, you know, give me a half an hour dance break and I will be the happiest little elf. But I wonder, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I personally, even as a fan of the show, I'm surprised at how well it did. Mm-hmm. Because to me, you're right, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? But then the thing is, it's like, think of think of all the other successful musicals. Okay, so let's let's go through our okay. top five, right? Right. So we've got Phantom, Chicago, Lion King, Cats, Chorus Line. So, right? fa- like, if we're gonna generalize their success down to one thing, Phantom right. strives on its spectacle of it all. Um, I, but also has a plot, like spectacle with a plot. I am. But that wasn't that wasn't me saying ah oh, spectacle. That was me just being like, where's the spectacle? To me, Cats has more spectacle than Phantom. Well, do you know what I mean? Like, so the opening the opening setting is like, well, apart from the the one after the <laughs> the chandelier slowly drifts down onto the stage, um, but the the kind of opera scene is like that's very spectacular and that's yeah. huge but even just even just the chandelier like it phantom has a technical spectacle much more than cats I, Cat, cats has yeah. a person spectacle like it's a dance spectacle uh-huh. but you know we're we are not like shifting gigantic set pieces we don't have mm-hmm. a remote control gondola we're not crashing a chandelier into the stage like that's spectacular yeah like, I think that's what, you know, I think Cats and Phantom derive a lot of their success from the same thing. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Chicago lives on star names and because it's a cheap show to produce. 
Exactly. Um, and and good tunes, certainly, not to discredit yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah, that was actually very cool. Chicago's a good show. Chicago's a good show. Uh, Chicago remains a produced show because you can go see Paige Davis in it, or... <laughs> You know, who, whoever is anyone usher, literally anyone. Like everyone's. I think I'm I'm laid up for it exactly. in a couple of months. I think, yeah, and I, so. I I give them another two three years tops. Yeah, maybe just because it's kind of wearing out. Um, Lion and King, then, of course, runs on runs on the mouse's dime. But I would also just say it's also the first one that's properly yeah great. I love Lion King. I but think we're not here to talk about that. I think it's beautiful. And then we've got our little cats, and then chorus line which yeah. is which phenomenal i think so. chorus line is the first one from there that, <laughs> that strives on being that isn't just a populist musical uh-huh yeah exactly like, yeah yeah yeah. i don't think chicago and lion king have reached the lowest common denominator but uh-huh. there's certainly something about them that has a, a wider public appeal than i would say the vast majority of musical theater yeah and definitely cats and phantom you know they're they're as complex as a soap opera like it's not yeah we're not doing high art here uh-huh. but, but that's that's the antithesis this is the thing i'm struggling to process people describe cats as a concept piece and there no is, i would never i would never say that i would never say that but i mean as opposed to like a book musical like right it's it's a piece structured around a concept i mean yeah but it's not it's not high concept right do you but, know what i mean it's just but it's not high concept just because it's stupid. Like, it's still high concept in achievability. It's still high concept in how distant it is from, like, actual concrete, you know, characters and mm-hmm. conflict and, you know, storytelling. Like, there, there is an elevated... You know, it's poetry. Like, that is already high concept, at least in form. Yeah. But then it... You know, we struggle to call it high concept because it feels like an episode of Teletubbies. Mm-hmm. like you're just watching flashing <laughs> lights and you know they redo the same thing again you're like oh pretty light like i do i wrote a note like this feels like teletubbies the musical it's so interesting yeah but then again i'd probably watch teletubbies and enjoy it right like th- i don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with teletubbies as a four-year-old uh-huh but four-year-olds aren't buying the tickets and i no, don't I think everyone going to cats is like i'll bring my toddler to come see this yeah like it's not that kind of thing. Cats is an cats is an enigma to me, Jimmy. I have a Gumby cat in mind. Her name is Jenny Any Dots. Her coat is of the tabby kind with tiger stripes and leopard spots. All day she sits beneath the stairs or on the steps. Or on the mat She sits and sits And sits and sits And that's what makes a Gumby cat That's what makes a Gumby cat But when the day's hustle and bustle is done Then the Gumby cat's work is but hardly begun And when all the family's in bed and asleep She tucks up her skirts to the basement to creep Right, let's talk a little bit about the fans of cats okay. because I'm not. I'm literally. I'm not the only one on the planet. It's true. <laughs> no, planet. I know. There's all sorts of wonderful. I'm also. I apologize to everyone out there who is a big fan of cats. I still think you're a wonderful person and human. That's being. it. Well, you're well. You know, you don't hate me. You're right. welcome. Everyone is welcome to their own opinions about these things. <laughs> um, 
it's one of those things. I think with Cats, more so than any other musical, maybe Fanta- um, maybe Hamilton aside. Yeah. Get the Hamilton in there. Um, it's like, I've never seen as much, like, Cats trash. Yeah. I mean, there, it's all of the all of the so-called Euro musicals, Cats, Phantom, Les Mis. Like, uh-huh. they, you but, know. Yeah, I suppose Les Mis as well. But I'm talking, like, you know, people devoting, like, their Tumblr usernames oh, yeah. to you know cats or right, things like that to cats and like following the story of you know poor i don't know you could tell me the name whatever poor I chorus, chorus member want. cat that like sits in the background and doesn't actually have any character development stop saying that <laughs> okay maybe not develop but this is right okay no we're gonna talk about the characters now okay i'm <laughs> okay. just stand my candle right <laughs> what i think is really lovely about cats and what some other shows actually kind of lack, okay, is the fact that every single cat on that stage has a character, mm-hmm. okay, has a specific and identifiable character that you can track and watch through the whole show that they stick to, mm-hmm. right? Every single one of them. Now, I think that is really great because yeah. a lot of ensemble shows nowadays, that's something that they lack. Do you know what I mean? And mm. directors don't necessarily consider their ensemble and their chorus. And so they just be, kind of become these people in the back, which is, you know, it's fine. Like that's mm-hmm. what they were, you know, in the past. But I think it's so impressive and creates much more, gives the show much more life and a lot more depth when they do have these identifiable characters. Because one of, one of my favourite cats isn't even one of the main cats. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite cats is etc. And I bet you can tell me which one etc. Uh, etc. is a fan of Rum Tugger. And she is, is indeed paler yeah. and hyperactive. Exactly. She's so cute and hyperactive, and she's like she just you can see her at everything. She's got this massive uh-huh. big smile on her face. She's like zingy. She's like a little electric cat. Uh-huh. Um, Jimmy. I went. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. You you might be cat's trash. I am not cat's trash. I could be cat's trash <laughs> if I decided to make a Tumblr cat. But I... <laughs> I can, like, judge cat's trash. Um, <laughs> but I am not cat's trash. No, like, I, I think I could be lots of musicals trash. Right. I could be lame as trash. You know what I mean? But just because that was my first, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I fixated on it. Yeah. And that, that's okay. Yeah. And also, I if I was cat's trash, I'd be fine with that. But Tommy, I'd be fine. I, I think I would, I would, I would be your friend just the same. Yes. I wonder if this. So, like, cats is wildly popular and has these fans who are so you know they're looking for every last you know drop of story they can get out of it. Yeah, I, I would wonder, agree with that. I would one. I would want to talk to you know two years into cats premiere. Did all of these chorus members have names? Did they all have characterizations? Or is this, you know, a, a kind of weird type of fan service? Um, no, they they, de- they, they do did. all have, yeah, uh, right from the start, they all had a, a specific, that was a thing. Okay. I mean, there's been lots of cats that have kind of chopped and changed or changed names, mm-hmm. which is a really weird one that I don't understand. But the, the actual character and the characterization is, is stayed. Uh-huh. But yeah, the names thing is a really interesting one. In fact, yeah, let's talk about that now. The the revisions that the show has gone through is crazy. Yeah. Now I I'm actually gonna put my hands up and you can laugh and, and uh-huh. be annoyed at me, but I actually don't really enjoy the original cast recording because I that don't even know which version I listened to. 
There's two. Okay. Is well, the there's one- two American ones. Well, there's two popular ones. So you've got the original cast recording and the film recording. This is the original cast recording. Yeah. UK, so, yeah. Yeah, so you've got all the old versions of the songs, okay. basically. Um, and orchestrations and mm-hmm. melodies have been significantly changed for the better. And I think that's the thing, is I think originally I I wouldn't like it as much as I do now because a lot of it seems very trudgy, very easy, yeah, very Android whatever. Yeah. Now with the revisions that they've made, I think it's less Android Weber and more fun, right? Oh, I guess yeah, like fun. <laughs> less Andrew Lloyd Webber and more, and fun more fun is my motto for life. Yeah, I want exactly. my whole life to be less Andrew Lloyd Webber and more, and more fun. fun. Exactly, more 1998 film, oh, less 1981. We we gotta be cast. we gotta be careful, Jimmy. We we now have a habit of um uh, people well, who have written the shows that we talk about listening to our podcasts and yes, we do. Tommy, so, shall uh, we drop that in? Uh, <laughs> I, I doubt Dave Malloy has listened to our podcast on cats right now, but right. Uh, shout outs to to Mr. Dave. Listen to our great comedy. Yeah, exactly, podcast. exactly. And uh, I think preemptive shout outs to uh, Sir Lloyd Webber, who's uh-huh. probably listening to this podcast right now. Exactly. Well, by this time, Stephen Sondheim's probably tweeted it as being like, <laughs> he's probably created Twitter. Just, <laughs> created just Twitter to account, bash Andrew Lloyd just Webber. To let, well, no, I was going to say, just to let us know that Assassin's is great and he'll be listening <laughs> to them all from here on in. Um, I think that's exactly what he's saying. And yeah, maybe just to bash cats a little bit. Oh, I can't. I would be fascinated to hear what he thinks about cats. I like. I would love I to would, hear specific words. I would want to know, you know. And this is the sort of thing he'd never say because it's his brand, and also he has a habit of being really sensitive about criticism. Yeah. Um, but like, what his candid opinion is on cats' success? Because there's a bunch of early interviews where he talks about they struggled to raise money to get the first production up, which I find unsurprising. Like, it's a mm-hmm. weird pitch if you haven't seen it, and. Like, he's certainly benefited from, like, I would say more than anything else from Cat's success. Yeah. At least financially. Just between the, you know, 70 plus international productions, like, on and on and on and on. And it's being revived again, yeah. which I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh, and yeah, I do want to talk do. about it in I a got second. A, I got a whole paragraph on that. <laughs> um, but I wonder, you know, what... Andrew, you know, I wonder this about all musical theater writers, but a lot about Andrew Lloyd Webber because he, you know, is his own brand and seems so separate from the musical theater core. Mm. What he actually thinks about his place in the Broadway canon. I think he must think he's good. That That sounds so mean. But, but probably. Yeah, because. I mean, most, most artists do. We're all narcissists deep down inside. Completely. And no, you need to have faith in yourself. And like, the thing is. There will always be people out there who will love your stuff. Yeah. But I I would want to know, and please tell us if you're out there, like, like who is a, who, yeah, but no, <laughs> who, who out there is a fan of like Stephen Ward? Yeah. That was abysmal. That was a mistake. Do you know what I mean? That was a very expensive mistake. Um, but it's someone's favorite thing. It's someone's favorite thing. Uh, maybe School of Rock. You know, I mean that right. a lot of people really like that. Yeah, a lot Alex of Alex Brightman aside, a lot of people really like cats. Yeah, they do. If you offer me pheasant, I'd rather have grouse. If you put me in a house, I would much prefer a flat. If you put me in a flat, then I'd rather have a house. If you set 
me on a mouse Then I only want a rat If you set me on a rat Then I'd rather trace a mouse Sit And there isn't any need for me to shout it Or he will do as he did do And there's no doing anything about it Hello, it is Ryan And I was on a flight the other day Playing one of my favorite social spin slot games On ChumbaCasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think in the 80s, uh-huh. like Android Weber did write what was needed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the, but, the, they're wearing, you know, it's where they're wearing leg warmers in the show before leg warmers were dance attire. Like, there's. Wait, th- really? Really. Um, that's one of the things they talk about in this independent article. Really? Yeah. But like, fame. Maybe right when it was starting, but it, we are definitely, it is definitely a fashion musical. Not in right. like outfit, but like in full on style and existence. Like, this is why Cats is important. Because it made itself important. Because it was popular, mm-hmm. it changed the dialogue of musical theater. Mm. Musical theater before Cats was proscenium-style shows where the actors stayed in one place, and they played people, and you couldn't do high-concept things. And it's like a high-concept, low-concept musical. Yeah, well, it's like there were those, but they just didn't have the success. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And the, the penetration of, of Cats. Yeah. Um, that's disgusting. Absolutely. Put Please that just, away. That's gross. Take that as a sound bite. That'll be, that'll be the, it in the star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, will somebody get us another drink? Oh, that'll be great. Done. That's a, that's a cut song, actually, from the original. Yeah, the penetration, penetration of cats. cats comes just after the addressing of cats. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, just talk about Android Error. Yeah, like, I feel that he is, is trying to, like, scrape to be contemporary. Yeah. But just keeps flopping down. Uh, like so, he, all the there are not many reviews of this thing because um, it was before. Rather, there are not many reviews that I can find online of this. Right. Uh huh. This is when papers would review things, and that was it. And that was it. I mean? <laughs> and no one has bothered to like pull up the old papers and type them online yet. But uh, most of the reviews I can find praise Lloyd Webber's eclectic score, and it makes me burn on the inside. There are so many musical styles in this thing, and mm. nothing against being able to master different musical styles. That's fine. But just because there are 96 crayons in the box doesn't mean you should use all of them. There's no focus to it, and there seems no mm-hmm. or very little rhyme or reason as to which song gets what style other than mm. just to vary it up. Mm-hmm. Um now see this is something that i would say got improved upon as the show developed yeah because remember one of the ones that i had the biggest problem with when i first listened to the original was mungo jerry and rumpelteaser so that that was like my that was my favorite song dance characters everything Uh from when i watched it on stage and the film Mm -hmm. and now but the original is really really bad it's all it's it's awful like i that's if i was gonna write a song I would have written that because it's literally just here's the poem and I'm saying it in rhythm. Right. To this really, really loose 
I don't know, trying to be 1930s yeah. style jazz in the back, which just made absolutely no sense. But now it's been, it's much more kind of in line with cats. Do you know what I mean? It sounds more akin to like the Jellicle Ball or yeah, more Skimble, just something, just like something like that. Synthesizer y, a little more rocky, would you say? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That kind of pop rock. Mm hmm. 1980s ALW vibe um, and it sits nicely into that now which fits it so much better but then I think in terms of styles like obviously you take something like McCavity which is very you know kind of sexy and slinky and mm-hmm. you know a snare drum brushed style which I think fits it because it's being sung by these two kind of sexy cats about a mysterious sexy criminal so I think in terms of style that fits that yeah I, I think some of them fit I think I think the thing, the things that that do kind of jump out because there are there are there are bits I don't like about cats. No way. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> I, I I have a really really lot of beef with the opening of Act Two. Uh huh. Which is which is moments of happiness. Oh, is that with the old guy? Yeah. So it goes like for some for some reason, and and I I do have a big problem with this. So you have basically, if for act two, you have to wait for two songs before you get to feel happy again and then get back into it because you've got Moments of Happiness, then Gus, which are two really <laughs> slow, not, you know, not pacey yeah. ballads. Yeah. Um, and like... then you get into Growl Tiger, which is right. a big bummer. But it's not like, welcome back. We're happy to have you back from intermission. Right, exactly. But so that is like, that's a thing that happened in like GNS days. Like mm-hmm. that is operetta when you would come in and it would open with a ballad and a slow song yeah for some and i don't i actually don't really understand why and i did try to find why mm-hmm. uh-huh. um but no I, I haven't been able to discuss so again people listeners are very good at kind of letting us know this and giving <laughs> us their knowledge right. that we don't have so please fill in our blank like why was that a thing why yeah why start with a ballad at the like it makes more sense at least to our contemporary minds to start act two with an upbeat Hey, welcome back. Exactly. Or just something, yeah, something engaging. Yeah. Whereas Moments of Happiness, which is a solo operatic ballad that's slow and quite dull, to be honest, because yeah. it, it doesn't really make much sense in the story. Do you know what I mean? I, I want to know wh- why that was why that was that. But then we get back into it and I'm fine. Do you know <laughs> what I want to know? This what do you want to know? scared the crap out of me when we were watching the film. McCavity? It's really no. scary. Well, McCavity is scary, <laughs> but in moments of... Ha- is Gus the theater cat, the old guy cat? Yeah. And oh. he's sitting there singing, and this red-eyed, superimposed yeah. apparition of a whatever is it. just, like, creeping around him, not related to the song at all, and is like, is he gonna yeah. kill him, or is, like, he death, and he's gonna follow him off, and then he just disappears into... What the hell was what that? What the hell is that? So that is... That is supposed to be, I think, uh, Fire for a Fiddle, the Fiend of the Fell, who is oh, this, okay. the part that his greatest From... part they ever played. Ooh. Now, that actually doesn't... It doesn't feature in the show, do you know what I mean? If you right. watch the stage play, this creepy thing doesn't the walk well, yeah, around cl- the back. Clearly, like, this is one of my other pet peeves about filmed musicals, is like, don't you dare use special effects. How, right. How dare you? I know. This and admittedly, this video does do it a fair a lot. amount. Well, yeah. And, like, it pisses me off in the filmed Into the Woods version, it pisses me off yeah. in all sorts of stuff. Well, I was saying, oh yeah, so that's who that is, and that is a very creepy weird moment in the are you okay 
Yeah. You look like a cat right now. I, there's, <laughs> like, there's like a hornet flying outside my window and I'm making oh my sure it's not flying. Gosh. <laughs> Do you get like hornet hornets? Oh, yeah. Or just like a wasp? No, like a, like a hornet. Like, like can... Oh my god. Yeah, so I'm just, just making you're sure living, it's nest. You live in the wilderness. Like, yeah. It's nest isn't like happening in my window or something. The frontiers, that's what I was trying to say there. The frontiers, that's for you. Gus is the cat at the theatre door. His name as I ought to have told you before is really asparagus. But that's such a fuss to pronounce that we usually call him just Gus. His coat's very shabby, he's thin as a rake, and he suffers from palsy that makes his paw shake. Yet he was in his youth quite the smartest of cats. But no longer a terror to mice or to rats For he isn't the cat that he was in his prime Though his name was quite famous, he says in his time And whenever he joins his friends at their club Which takes place at the back He loves to regale them If someone else pays With anecdotes drawn From his palmiest days For he once was a star Of the highest degree He has acted with Irving He's acted with Tree And he likes to Success on the halls Where the gallery once gave him Seven catcalls But his greatest creation As he loves to tell Was fire for our fiddle The fiend of the Can I read to you a sentence from the Wikipedia article on cats? Mm-hmm. This was my favorite part of the Wikipedia article. It's in the production history part. It says, Due to the Elliot estate asserting that they write no script and use only the original poems as the text, the musical had no identified plot during the rehearsal process, causing many actors to be confused about what they were actually doing. Exactly. Which is totally fair. <laughs> totally fair and i wonder if that actually was a reason for them to be like okay let's work something out here right. you have you this character have you be this character name. i wonder that too if they're like well you develop your own character yeah exactly because you know like that's everyone's favorite bit about amdram is like i'm in the chorus i'm gonna you know i had cancer when i was three and right. then i flew out to the jungle and lived there for 80 years and now i'm singing this song about seven and a half cents and that's what's <laughs> motivating me to march behind dolly levi in the parade <laughs> exactly like, exactly yeah. you know I mean? so i wonder if that's an element I wonder if, yeah, if you're we're in the original Broadway cast of Cats, can you let us know the rehearsal process, please? Because um, that would be quite cool. 
wouldn't it? If like the original uh, cast originated their roles and created their roles, if they, I bet you they did to an extent. I maybe this is a good transition. So they're reviving cats. So he right. So it's, we've had it. We've oh, got it over here. Okay. I think, as far as I can tell, it's the same production. Okay. They keep saying so, there are new parts, and I don't. There them. are. Yeah. So this is where I come over to your side, mm-hmm. and I hate cats mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh-huh. they have done some stupid stupid stuff now, <laughs> yeah like what they're dogs now they are all dogs and <laughs> still calling it cats why um no so they basically mm-hmm. and again this might all be moot if it comes out in the broader one is for somehow for some reason different right. to the new london one but i can't see right like why reason, it seems no, like a transfer they would do that the one thing that they've done that bugs me and annoys me to high heaven was kind of harks back to what I was talking about earlier about Andrew Lloyd Webber trying to claim and be contemporary. Uh-huh. So, Andrew Lloyd Webber has destroyed, <laughs> has obliterated <laughs> one of the musical's, like, best things, uh-huh. and that is Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think even you, as a, hate, a hater, uh-huh. <laughs> would agree that his song is fun, and that's his a fun little fun. role. His song is right? great. He's, it's, I think he's one of I think all the characters have a lot of definition. I think Rum Tum Tugger is one of the most well-defined characters in the show. Right. Um, easy to get with an appropriate song for the character. Yeah. Completely. Great. So, bye. Bye to that. Yeah. Right? Now, Rum Tum Tugger is a teenage kitten <laughs> who wears, uh, like, baggy... Uh, not jeans, but cat version of jeans. A little, like, leopard top. And he raps, Tommy. Oh my god, no way. He raps. Now, this rap is very equivalent to... Have you seen Fame? The uh, musical? Not for a while. Okay, very equivalent to... We don't need no rich bitch to tell me which <laughs> fox to use. I pay... Right, like, that Fame rap that is so bad. Oh my it's, god. It's just as bad as that. Oh, are these are these the pictures of him here wearing like a backwards baseball? Yeah, hat you'll and... see him. <laughs> and also, they've kind, of, they've kind of gone back to what they did in the original days when the other cats would like sing it about them, which I'd never liked. I like it when the cats sang about themselves. Yeah, which again was something that kind of came in later, and it just shows that Angela Dreber has no concept. It's of like this. so out of touch, like completely. It's like. Here, let's let's pander to the our invented demographic. Right, exactly. I'm a big bag. I make my own decisions. Never try to control me because I won't listen. I'm a killer. 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 I'm running the streets and send me the shit. Give me this on the edge of your seat. I'm a rebel on the level with a devil in the street. He give me a grass. I'm a peasant. You give me a boss. I'm not a peasant. You give me the biggest house down south to live in. But I'm also for a flat where the rats are big to back. Forget the flat. It's like a, but so here, this is one thing I've wondered about cats too. There's something now that I know all about pantomime, something very right. panto about the existence now, of cats. I was, th- I was thinking about this and I was like, oh, like maybe it is a British American divide or yeah. something like that. Like this because, is just more part of what your performance art is than what American yeah, performance art and is. It, it, I mean, it, it definitely, there is an element of that. Yeah. There is that sense of spectacle. Spectacle, the audience involvement, whether it's yeah. like explicit involvement or just being breaking the fourth wall. Right. 
Like there's, I can, I can, and like not, you know, kind of a vapid plot all about the characters and the individual episodic moments. Uh huh. Like, and like cutesy ballad. Yeah. Cutesy ballad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dance, dance, no, dance. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I think there's probably an element of that. Yeah. And I think, well, I don't know. It's success in the UK. Uh huh. Probably helped its success in the states because yeah maybe in a similar hamilton way right do you know what i mean everyone kind of knew i know it's kind of pre-internet days so yeah but it's still like that is where i think the andrew lloyd Webber marketing machine came in yeah to, they like, somehow yeah get that idea to transfer but so yeah. um on the topic of the revival in the marketing machine yeah as, as is the case in our broadway.com day and age there's a i think it's called what's new pussycat the backstage, like... Oh, is this the Broadway.com? It's the Broadway.com vlogger, and it's by the guy who's playing Rum Tum Tugger, who's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, um, really handsome. But have you watched any of these? I've watched a couple. I haven't watched the latest one. Maybe I'm just reading this into it, but every once in a while, they'll be interviewing, you know, one of the actors or actresses, or they'll be talking about it, and they'll be like, <laughs> Yep, we're doing Cats. This is my life. Isn't this ridiculous? Help me. Like, <laughs> every once in a while, I see, like, this flicker of something, like, this is this is why am I here? But I, I think, in this day and age, that, that makes a lot of sense. I don't think it should have been revived. I, yeah. just, I don't understand why it was. I don't think it's going to do well. I can't imagine it doing well. Uh, you think it's gonna? It's doing alright over here, mate. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not blowing up as yeah, much as it did. But it's not competing with Hamilton and Great Comet and Anastasia and yeah, that's uh, true. Evan Hansen I know. and but maybe that's the thing because people they're calling it "Let the Memory Live Again." Maybe you're going to get all the nostalgia. the me's of the world being like, "Oh, yeah. I love." I'm going to say that what you know, and if you're going to see one Broadway show, maybe those people are going to be like, "Oh, I want to relive my memories," and then they go and they get smacked off the face with this new bloody Rum Tum Tugger. Uh, anyway. I mean, the rest of it, at least based on these Broadway.com backstage tours, the set looks the same, the cast looks the same, the costumes look the same. It looks yeah, like, it, like that's the thing. mostly a remount. Again, that really annoyed me because when, so when it was first announced that it was being revived, I actually got like weirdly excited about it because I was like, oh gosh, I wonder what cats would look like in a 21st century yeah. setting. Like, what could you do with this? You could reorchestrate it. You could, you know, redo a lot of the songs. Yeah. massively change up the set think of all the effects that you could use I mean and that's again like that's not the kind of thing that I'm into as a director but as an opportunity for people who are into that I was like god wow this must be so great the the same way they did with like the revival of Les Mis like right which was amazing oh my god they went to town on that revival that was so great that was amazing that's what they should have done but they've not they've just done it again and that this is what makes me so angry this is what makes me so angry is that i'm like you what a waste you're just doing this for money like you are literally doing there's no craft in what you are doing yeah you're doing this for money and i will happily have this argument with mr lloyd Webber himself because (laughs) i would love to for him to tell me why in this day and age with all of his money that there would be any reason and any call for for not reviving it he's just doing it for more money i mean the the benefits i see and this is where like these are the things these are the reasons i don't in like i will never 100% pish posh cats is because as an existence it does a bunch of great things like mm-hmm. two thirds of the cats uh, th- cast two thirds of the cats great. cast um <laughs> are new to broadway faces like mm-hmm. they they are getting a very young cast of dancers 
which is not the sort of thing that, you know, ends up on Broadway nowadays. And so, like, to pay these people's bills and get them on stage and get them a credit and, you know, in a pretty legitimate production. That's great. But as an artistic endeavor, Mm -hmm. bullshit. Completely. And that, but the thing is, is like, so you were saying about the, the, the cast being a bit like, haha, we're doing cats. Yeah. They, I, I don't blame them because if I was doing the old production, I'd be like, why is this still like this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the reason why I think Phantom needs to close for at least three months and they redo everything. Like, why, why is it still the same? Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So they're obviously being like, this is cheesy as hell. Yeah. Because it, it is now, and I comp- I completely agree. I love it in the context of what it is, the old version, but now I'm ready for something new. And it, it seems so strange, at least as you've said, if they've been, you know, over however many decades, revising and rewriting and right. changing and fixing. Why, you know, go whole hog. Like, you can do why that. Why not? Like, they reorchestrated Lame Is. If you can reorchestrate Lame Is, you can reorchestrate Cats, for God damn it. This was the thing that I loved. I would want that memory to live again, but I would want to see it with my 21st century you want to glasses. See the memory reborn. Yes, exactly. I want to see it's gone up to the heavy side layer and it has been reborn as a new cat. <sighs> it's ridiculous. To it's use all, a metaphor from the show. It's all ridiculous imagery. <laughs> then the escalator descends from the sky. And... Like I think as far as I can tell, they're keeping that bloody staircase. Like that is a staircase that descends from the fly. And goes back up again. If we can make her magically fly away, we make Mary Poppins magically fly away. Mary Poppins, Spider-Man, Chitty-chitty-bang-bang. Like, there's so many things that fly out over the audience. Just do that. Just do that. Take that tire that they're standing on and take it out. Clearly, there's no, like, we we are not trying to hold back the spectacle with this show. No, and that thing is, like, for this audience, you need to add more. You need to lather it on because that, like, for this contemporary audience, that's the only thing that they're going to latch on to, which is, again, that's fine. Like, we're talking, like, obviously from, like, SpongeBob, where you said that some of the The projection stuff that they did was sensational. Do that. Projection. That's actually really easy to mount if you do it well like yeah. but no it doesn't look like it looks like it's gonna be the, the like exact they same. always this is in a bunch of the documentaries i point at uh or i've seen they mm-hmm. talk about the the trunk of the car that's in the set the boot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well done thank you and at the license plate the the license plate at least in the film says tse1 which i assume is ts elliot one but in all the subsequent productions it has the set designer's initials on it and the number is the number of sets he has made that look exactly like that. <gasps> really? And on this revival, it's his initials and the number 70. And that is painful to me. That is so bad. Where's, like, where's the fun in that? Right. If you, the, the thing is, is like, so you're an actor on Broadway. Say you've been in Wicked the whole time it's been on, right? That's great. You know what I mean? You get used to your track because you know that I'm an actor. That's what I'm supposed to do. If I'm a designer, yeah. I do not expect to have to rehash and rehash and rehash. Yeah. That is not what my job is. Yeah. And it's, it's not like Cats takes place in a junkyard. That's about it. Like, there's not uh-huh. a lot of explicit set design requirements for this show. Right. The things need so to be freeing. big. <laughs> exactly. Things need to be big. And even then, that's not even actually like a requirement. 
You could do this in a no. No, it is because the cats are smaller. But like, you could do whatever. You could do whatever with this set. You could do no, you whatever could, with this set. You could. You could make it a cityscape. Make and, it a city. Do know, it on a rooftop. Do it in a countryside. Like you right. know, or just do it in a slightly different junkyard. And like the the junkyard thing's fine. And again, at the original, they used it to good effect. Right. With all these like fun props, and then the um peaks in the polical battle has a mate with their carbo button. That's that's great. That's, fun. Fine. that's a lot of good but, fun. You know. Look at it again. If they can reinvent the set for Greece, they can reinvent the set for cats. I don't know. So, um, right, but Cats used to be great. Now it's awful. Oh, they're making a film of it. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Guess who's directing it? Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber himself. Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper, the director of the Lamez musical film, <sighs> is directing Cats the musical. Now, even this is me. This is Cats trash being like, this should not happen. This should not happen. Have they released any information on it? Absolutely not. Just that he's on board to do it, and he would like uh, an actress called Suki Waterhouse to star. I don't know who that is. Now, I didn't know who that was either. Apparently, she's like huge. Oh, she was in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Okay, the newest one. High art. Completely. She was in Insurgent, which is, okay. the, I think, the second of the Divergent. Yeah. Is that the newest one? Don't know. One of them. Love Rosie. Don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she's in Ab Fab, the movie, but who isn't? Uh, and then she's kind of set to be in a few more. But he wants, apparently, Tom Hooper wants her. And I'm like, I'm sorry, mate, you wanted Taylor Swift. You can get out, in my opinion. Can, like, can I make a long shot prediction? Do it. 3D animated cartoon. With Tom Hooper, though, that isn't his style, mate. I mean, it's it's this like Cats is a kids franchise nowadays, right? But I don't think I think he's gonna try and just like with people grit it up. It's gonna be so weird. I know, like, but like a three D animated, like, would it work? Because the thing is, it's like they're not cats; they're people. They're jellical cats with like special cats that look like people. Yeah, in the post-apocalyptic wasteland that is in the post exactly. <laughs> but like. I, I don't think that would work. I just don't. I think it would need to be people. I think I don't. I don't think it's going to work at all. Absolutely. Like, why are they doing it? There are so many other fil- musicals that haven't been turned into films that should. Like, obviously, they've just announced Wicked, but you know, In the Heights is still in talks. Like, yeah. why has nobody picked that up? Someone like Tom Hooper picked that up. That's much better because the really useful group is about maintaining the Andrew Lloyd Webber brand. They're just. I was just like, how much money yeah. have they offered him to do this? Because this is his name that will be attached to this. Poor choice. It's really poor. Macavity's a mystery cat. He's called the Hidden Paw, for he's a master criminal who can defy the law. He's the pafflement of Scotland Yard, the flying squad's despair. For when they reach the scene of crime, Macavity's not there. (laughs) 
so it's when you mentioned Wikipedia. Right. I've never seen a more detailed Wikipedia uh-huh. for any show, any musical, than other than Cats. They, I enjoy that they don't list any critical reception. Right. <laughs> Very true. Which, as someone who wrote the style guide for how to write about musicals on Wikipedia... Right. That's like a like you should include a critical reception part. It's right, just part exactly. of the thing. But nope. No. Um, but there is so much information. Oh, yeah. There's like in that like Grisabella page, there's a list of every single actress in the world who has ever played her. That is serious cats. Now that is the cat's trash that I am not. I could not do that. I did that for any part. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that is that's nuts. Anyway, one of the things that I love in the film is obviously with Elaine Page. A little, little Elaine. You have to love Elaine. Yeah. She's a, she's a British national treasure. She, she she's got... our Seth Rodetsky. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she, in, in the sense that she has a radio channel about musical theatre. <laughs> she got lucky. She, I mean, it wasn't right. supposed to be oh my Judy God. Dench. Judy and Dench, she, but she what, broke her ankle her, or something like I think that? she tore her Achilles. Right, um, okay. Basically, yeah, like, broke her leg, got amputated, something like that. Yeah, she doesn't have a foot anymore. Yeah, exactly. But she's got a tattoo. Have you seen that? (laughs) Judy Dench? Judy Dench has a tattoo on her wrist saying Carpe Diem. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, Judy Dench. Why? Anyway. um, (laughs) Elaine Page. Elaine Page. So she does this amazing thing, and I'm sure you loved it too, Uh because it's just so, like, Lady Diva Uh Um, in memory at the big crescendo she doesn't say any words she just says Tajla do you know what I mean it's great it's so great because it's awful uh-huh. but in a great like diva way uh huh I think <laughs> Elaine not... I think Elaine Page is great I... I I mean to be honest I am not the biggest fan yeah She's she's wonderful in the radio because she's just so fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. I take it you you can't ever well you probably could like on digital radio. I could look it up. I feel like I've heard maybe one or two bits of her on some right. like, YouTube things, but never a full she's radio so, show. She's so cute and like she'll drop in these little like tidbits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like oh you're so fun. But like when you stack her up against the big guns, yeah, she doesn't she doesn't sail up there, does she? No, but she. I she mean, doesn't. the I don't think there are a lot. Of, there aren't a lot of. British-born musical theater divas. Uh, maybe, maybe this is my Omer-centric. I think that's it because I can think of a few. Yeah, yeah. Like who? Well, Ruthie Henshaw. Do you know Ruthie Henshaw? Nope. This is so it's my Omer-centric. Oh my god! Right, okay, a hundred percent. So, like Ruthie Henshaw is our like she's almost like our Sutton Foster. Okay, but she, she's older. Okay. Not like old, older. Well, I'm trying. Well, to... What has she been in that I would know her from? Well, she was in. Did you, have you seen Hey Mr. Producer? Yeah. So she's in that. Okay. How well do you know it? Not very. Oh, okay. Um, because I was going to say she plays Tessie Tura in the Gypsy Section <laughs> <laughs> of of that. Um, she also does that. Like she she was a really famous Fontaine. Okay. I don't think she originated it in the UK, but she was like. A significant one, uh-huh. and just like Chicago, you know what I mean. She's done yeah, those, yeah, right? Yeah. She was, she was an amazing. I think she may have. I think she might have originated Roxy in the West End. In the West End, and then we've also got Jenna Russell. Do you know her? See, and I'm gonna go Carol. Do you know who I'm talking about? Channing. Yeah, <laughs> Bet. Oh right, I see what you mean. Yeah, Bernadette. okay, and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm just Ethel, like, like, but that is that. I would say that is the American. And actually, do you know what? This is really interesting. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna call her out. She won't like this, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, on your what video was it? What have you done recently? Not much. 
Um, and, in, <laughs> and in the Heights show of the week, that was okay, but stupid. Um, I had it was the, one, the Tony uh, stuff. I had the live one. It was in the Heights. It was in the Heights. And you you said the thing about... Oh, yeah. About, I made people real angry in the comments saying that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. this is our art form. It's an American musical, right? Yeah. Now, I agree with you because the musical, as we know it, started in America. Uh-huh. It, it just did. Like... It just did. And I, I understand that Genesis is a thing, but that's operetta. That came from opera. Right. And it's kind of a halfway point between musical theatre, but the musical, the, the musical. American musical, yeah. it's called the American, the American musical, musical comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the, the, depending upon who you talk to, the first one was called Oklahoma, which is right. a, a state. Right, exactly. But in many ways, it was also showboat. It was also... Right. The stemming straight out of vaudeville. Like, right. And it's, it's, it's not a judgment thing. It's just... No, exactly. I I give you that, <laughs> but so I think that is you know why a lot of these things are American centric, right? And even in the sense that you know we we know them all over here, all right. those divas. But I would say I would say learn learn about some of these because like these people, these women are so amazingly talented, yeah, and really I don't know kind of deserve yeah no absolutely more and it, it, it like I fully acknowledge my Americentrism and well it may have been the American musical it is no longer like this is now a global art form and really <laughs> maybe to bring it back a lot and thanks to Andrew Lloyd Webber and the really useful group I know and that's the thing is like we can't hate them because it's kind of like they're our sponsors do you know <laughs> like we wouldn't be taught we wouldn't have this podcast and we do, we have to owe a lot to it, but at the same time, oh. It's like, why can't we have a, I, don't wanna, I want a better sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> and we all say, oh, well, I never was there ever. I can't stop memorizing magic from wisdom Oh, well, I never was there ever. I can't stop memorizing magic from wisdom So, what what did they do if if Android Webber hadn't existed? Uh huh. Right. Musical theater would have died. Do you think it would have died, or yeah. do you just think it wouldn't be as big? I think it would have died. I think, and it's <laughs> it's a sad topic, and it's one I've danced around for a lot of musical theater videos that I can't quite get into the right words. But in the time when Cats came out. And in Stephen Sondheim's heyday, uh-huh. there wasn't a lot of other popular or good musical theater. Uh-huh. And I would wager that is 100% caused by the AIDS crisis because musical theater and like the creation of musical theater mm-hmm. rode on the coattails of gay culture. And, like, the people who worked in musical theater were homosexual men, both writing it and performing in it, by and large. Again, you're going to get a lot of people telling you that's right, not true. Exactly. And but like, I know, I, completely true. Completely and, true. You know, this is why it's, I haven't made a video about it, because it is definitely more nuanced than that. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, it's very sad, but they all died. And we lost a generation of musical theater writers and musical theater performers um 
with the AIDS epidemic. Uh-huh. And we are, I like legitimately think the 70s, the 80s and 90s, as we've talked about, you know, maybe not so much some of the the hair of 70s and that yeah, sort of stuff. the kind of the, the revolution right, part right. of the 70s. You look at the 80s and the 90s of musical yeah. theater, and we've talked about it. It's the dark ages. Like, there's they were struggling to find people to nominate for best musical and talking about whether or not they should be nominated for best musical or best revival because there's not enough in the category. Mm-hmm. I think because there just weren't the authors out there. Yeah. So it kind of kept it afloat almost. Yeah, yeah. between Andrew Lloyd yeah. Webber and Sondheim. Like, the, you know... Uh-huh. N- not that Sondheim would have done more poorly had there been other people around, but I do think Lloyd Webber may have if there were other Sondheims around. Yeah, percent, very percent. Because that's the thing is, like, they're they're all they're British exports. Yeah. And why would you export something unless you had a dearth? Yeah. That makes. I never thought about it like that before, but that does make sense. Like, I, I think it is very whether whether it is specifically the AIDS crisis or just kind of the general lull in musical theater of the eighties and nineties. Uh-huh. But I think but, I mean, there was a vacuum to be filled. Yeah. But I think like uh, the AIDS crisis totally changed New York. Yeah. Like it, that, that was the thing that, that yeah. spun it around to be this new thing. Do you know what I mean? Like post Giuliani, New York is yeah. a, a new beast. And Android Weber fits really nicely into that beast. I mean, so do here does not. So do a lot of the other musicals we've talked about, like mm. post Giuliani, New York, like the 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 cleaning and sanitization of the Great White Way, Broadway, mm-hmm. is a lot to do with like Disney's presence on Broadway. Yeah, you know, you don't want to walk your family past all of these XXX bookstores to come see The Lion King. Right. And right, they're, exactly. they're closed a lot for that reason. Like, a family New York. To go see a family musical, yeah. Yeah. Rather than, like, go see something at night and you can't take your kids to it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's like, let's all go together. Exactly. Either a raunchy showgirl musical or hair or, you know, family theater. The family musical is Cats, is The Lion King, mm. is all these Disney musicals. Is even things like I would say Evita, some of the other Lloyd Webber stuff. Oh yeah, I, I honestly any Android Webber show. Android Webber has not done a deep show. No, do you, like he hasn't. And I'm not saying that that means they're all bad. Like again, we've said this before together. Do you, we like Jesus Christ Superstar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we like musical theater, which is perhaps right. no, one exactly. of the fluffiest pieces of arts in existence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, like, we would argue, some but... but exactly. Yeah, I, I think. He does completely fit that. Yeah. But I've never, never really thought about that before till now, but that makes, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely a very, you know, he, he, he found the perfect storm, happened to get some good marketing gurus Mm. and then cats got popular. Yeah. And then he completely keeps flushing his money away on school of rock. I know. And the revival. I know. It's (sighs) yeah. A lot of people love school of rock. Yeah. A lot of people, but I'm like, do they love it because of Alex Brightman? Or do they love it because they liked the movie? Yeah. But then, I, I don't know, because I, I, again, I've still not seen it. I've not even listened to it. Mm. I'm going to put my hands up to say, but I don't want to. Would you love it because of the movie or would you be so annoyed at it because, do you know what I mean? It's almost like, with like the revival of Cats, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's not a revival. It's just the same. And I'm like, that, that annoys me. Yeah. Like, let's do, we, I think there was a time in Broadway I would I would generalize it to be art, but my world actually isn't big enough to speak 
authoritatively on that. But yeah. I think there was a time in Broadway where we could put our nostalgia glasses on and harken back to the good old days and do a, you know, a, a hoofer, like let's do a tap dance show. Yeah. I, and I think that time was the late 90s, the early 2000s. Like, let's remember the golden days. Yeah. I think that time has passed. Even something like Shuffle Along, which yeah. is what that was, as much as it, it was a great spectacle and so fun, what Shuffle Along, I think, was, uh-huh. when it got revived, was almost a political statement and a very important yeah. and necessary political statement. Absolutely. It wasn't... It was never marketed. Well, but not yet. It wasn't really as like, no. come along and have a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's even, what it is. But it to the point where it was like, let's represent these people on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, I mean? Exactly. But, like you, you look at even the most like white bread of revivals, like she loves me. Right. And it's still, you know, she loves me is not Hello Dolly. She loves me still has like, still has some darker parts. And it's, it's very, it's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very tongue in cheek. It very much survives also on its its headlining roles yeah exactly like it's not gonna last beyond laura no and zach no i mean they i think they were a limited run the moment they opened yeah Well, that was good. That was great. That was a success. And it's funny because even though I love cats, uh-huh. they've outed me as cats trash. <laughs> cats at the moment, uh-huh. I don't like. So, uh, you know, it's all kind of balanced it all, out. It all balances out. What I feel I didn't put across there was my geeky knowledge of cats. So <laughs> if anyone wants to quiz me, I'm ready. I'm ready send, for you. Send Jimmy your most difficult cats quiz. Send yeah. us both your most difficult cats quiz, <laughs> and uh, we'll see how poorly we'll see I do and how well. And actually, Jimmy do you know does. what? See if you're see if you're ever like a pub quiz person, and you want a musical theatre round, and you're looking for some really tough questions. Go to cats because yeah. there's so much there that no one will know about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Jimmy. Yes, Mister T. We, I'm really proud of this question. I think we tried really hard. <laughs> we, we used our brains. We dug into the really, really of deep, our deep um, trivia knowledge. Actually, we put one of the first lyrics from the title songs song of this musical through a, a bad translator online. You know, like throws yes, we did. through a bunch of a bunch of languages to totally mangle it. Yeah, we've sold out, folks. Sorry, it had to happen. <laughs> And uh, here is um, one of the first lyrics from the title song of the musical we're doing next time. Oh, wow. I can't uh, wait to hear it. Are you ready? Yeah. Condone violence in the cloud from any location monitoring. Condone violence in the cloud. <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't really rhyme. Kind of loses some of the meter, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just it's, it's like a, a really progressive kind of ide- ideology <laughs> that they're going for there, I think. Um so yeah, repeat that for us, Tommy. Uh, condone violence in the cloud from any location monitoring. Interesting. What could that be? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? You'll know next time. Yes, you will. <laughs> See you then. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
So a twunk, I think, is like a modern gay slang for like an older twink. Oh man, we live in different towns. I no, yes. that's an Americanism, mate. I know that it's is... an Americanism. Oh, right, okay. I, I would never use the word I think in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, oh that twunk wonking by on the street. This is a phrase I use in my everyday vernacular. Oh wait, really? Yeah. No wait. <laughs> Well, I'm confused. What are you saying? <laughs> I, I like you're like. I think this is what a twunk is, and I'm like, oh yes, I refer to people walking by on the street as really? twunks when I'm talking with my friends. Yeah. All so that's the, the second. That's the second time I've heard that word. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, that's a, that's a I mean, new I, gay word to me. I do live in a gayborhood. Like this. Is... That's true. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So there, there you go. That's where. Teach me. Teach me your ways. <laughs> twunk. Someone who used to be a twink. 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 Twunk. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.